0: Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer for Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the energy markets in Europe uh, by my colleague Petra Puskarova, our European Energy Risk Manager. Hi to you, Petra. A lot's been going on in oil. We've seen prices surge and indeed um, perhaps some backtracking on some of the highs. What's the outlook in the oil market at the moment? Is it bullish about economic recovery, concerned about the third wave in of COVID in Europe. What's the situation at the moment?
0: The situation is in the oil markets a little bit mixed at the moment. We are seeing some mixed signals. We saw oil prices falling on the demand concerns as the third wave of coronavirus and renewed lockdowns looms in Europe. We saw pretty impressive profit taking place last Friday following nearly two months period of strong position building and prices managed to fall 7% on Friday which was the sharpest fall that we've seen since April 20. This basically mostly underlines the fact that oil was trading in an excessive bullish sentiment and it was getting ahead of the fundamentals, and if by fundamentals we mean uh, supply and demand dynamics. So actually the buying interest for oil has been slowing down since February this year, when oil for the first time since coronavirus pandemic hit managed to top back to $65 per barrel. The last boost that the oil market got before the long overdue correction happened was the decision from OPEC and OPEC Plus to extend the production cut. So this was the last boost that market got before it corrected last Friday and is currently trading around $62 per barrel. We although do expect that this correction will be only short term as the bullish sentiment persists in oil markets, especially in the second half of the year. So into late Q3 and into Q4.
1: Well, that's interesting. And I gather we have one of the regular monthly meetings of OPEC coming up. What do you think we might see there? Is it going to be about further cuts to production or extensions for that matter? And what does the supply-demand balance look like?
0: Um, It will be really interesting to see what the potential further extension of cuts will do at the moment. So last time it managed to boost the bullish rally further. At the moment, we are looking at the short-term bearish sentiment. So it will be interesting to see if Potential the production cut or extension of the production cut, should I say, will again help oil prices to again test the levels around $70 per barrel. In terms of supply and demand, operating rigs in the U.S. have been seeing an increase. So we are currently looking at around 318 operating rigs comparing to only 172 that were operating in August. So the latest bullish rally definitely attracted more producers to increase their production. But again, there are some questions around short-term demand. The recent rally was also to some extent boosted by increased demands from China that are at the moment looking towards a decrease and China is importing less. We were able to assess this on the information available from Nigeria and Angola, who are one of the key suppliers for China. And we saw them slashing their prices or constantly decreasing their prices for April deliveries of oil because they still had some excess cargoes that were unsold. And again, this is purely due to the fact that China is currently decreasing the imports because their refinery maintenance is approaching and it's likely again this year to peak around May and June time.
1: Was well, very interesting. And turning now to coal, I mean, there's been a bit of a bullish sentiment in the market there, I gather. Do you think that's uh, justified what are inventories looking like? And uh, do you think the impact of higher carbon prices in Europe is already starting to drive coal consumption down?
0: Yes, again, a little bit of a combination of factors. So we saw the Baltic Dry Index increasing in the value recently. So the Baltic Dry Index is basically the seafried Index for the shipping of the dry commodities. So it's the cost of the transport of the dry commodity. It has been recently again hitting multi-year highs on some shortages in terms of vessel availability. So this was one of the boosters. Another supporting factor was the fact that European coal inventories were seen at lows last observed in 2016. Again, a combination of factors. There were many supply interruptions during 2020 due to COVID. Also, we have been, especially in Europe, facing colder winter, so the demand for coal has been higher. In terms of supply and demand, again, we are seeing a lower number of vessels coming into Europe at the moment, which can be justified from the point of view that we are exiting the peak demand season, so the demand is expected to decrease too. But currently what we are observing is increased demand from China, so actually lots of cargoes are turning from our loading in Europe and turning towards China. When it comes to global situation, of course we saw lots of news around flooding in Australia, which of course interrupted the production around the Newcastle. This doesn't necessarily have impact on Europe. Of course, there was some response in terms of pricing, although we do think it's only going to be temporary. So just to give you an idea or to give a perspective, due to this supply interruption, The Pacific Basin prices managed to soar to above $100 per tonne on the basis that there is a lack of supply at the moment. And this has to a certain extent, of course, transmitted into the European prices. And we are looking at coal prices at the moment hovering around $70, which is a level that we consider as supportive. But again, we do believe that this is going to be only a temporary situation.
1: Well, it's interesting to note the importance of Asia in all of this, not just in terms of Chinese demand, but potentially uh, Australian supply and and the effect that that can have on the European market. Well, presumably with high coal prices and high carbon prices in Europe, this has had more than little impact in parts of the European power markets, especially coal dependent uh, states such as Germany. And I guess maybe that's had a knock on impact on France and elsewhere. What's the situation looking like for French nuclear and power prices generally across Europe?
0: in general power prices in france have been trading at uh, elevated levels so french power prices are currently one of the most expensive in europe this is despite the fact that the french nuclear capacity is currently around 10 percent higher comparing to last year's levels and we are currently not looking at any major maintenance or any unexpected interruption. So the supply is guaranteed and it's fairly, fairly continuous. Why we are seeing higher power prices in France is due to the fact that we are seeing higher exports from France into Germany, Where especially in Q1 21. So early this year, we saw a soar in German imports uh, due to the fact that Germany actually closed part of their hard coal capacity, and due to the low wind and solar input into the grid, the exports soared, which means that there was a lack of power in Germany, and France was one of the main importers in Germany during that period.
1: So how are things going now with the German phase-out, and what's the likely impact going to be on prices?
0: So The German phase-out progresses. The coal phase-out is likely to be completed by 2038, and this is going to be happening alongside of some nuclear phase-out too. The problem at the moment is that this phase-out will create some lag or some void in the capacity, and there are expectations that the spot power prices could be averaging around 55 to 60 euros per megawatt hour across calendar 22 or calendar 23 due to the fact that there are some risks and delays around actual planning and commissioning of renewable capacity. So we came across information pointing towards the fact that the project and the commissioning during 2020 dropped around 40% on the back of the pandemic, politic related situation, and also the fact that spot prices during 2020 actually dropped. So in Germany, we are actually looking at slightly different situation to what we see, for example, in Spain, when renewables are increasing swiftly. And what is important to mention for Germany is that the importance of the import capacities on the border will increase and it should be something that is really considered to be prioritized because otherwise blackouts cannot be ruled out in Germany in case the void from coal and nuclear cannot be quickly replaced by renewable capacity.
1: Well, it's an interesting uh, dynamic there, the interplay between coal, nuclear and, of course, renewables. And uh, although the solar output is obviously going to climb as we move towards the summer. The wind output can come and go and has quite a big impact on the market. I mean, one thing we haven't touched on, ought to probably mention very briefly before concluding, LNG and arrivals of uh, an availability of gas. I assume no news is good news there. Uh, It sounds like some of the problems that could have been there with outages have either been resolved or proved not to be terribly significant. Is it generally good news on the LNG front?
0: Certainly neutral news. There has been some information available around some uh, supply interruptions in russia but we cannot really see any of this materializing gorgon plant in australia is currently fully operating but there is potential that one of the trains uh, potentially could be going in maintenance in april otherwise very calm situation and we sh- europe should be seeing a continuity in lng deliveries maybe one of the latest news that we've observed was the latest information on the interruption on the Suez Canal, which again should cause some price volatility, but again, we are expecting this situation to be only temporary.
1: Well, I hope you're right, Petra. It's an interesting reminder that uh, however much we try to foresee the future, there are always unexpected things such as ships blocking canals that can suddenly pop up and hopefully be resolved very shortly. Well, thank you, Petra, for your comments on all of that. Very interesting as ever. Well, do join us again shortly for another podcast, whether on UK or European energy matters. And if you're interested to find more, do have a look at our website alphaenergygroup.com forward slash uk have a look at our reports and join us for a podcast again soon